Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast with Lawrence Munaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by BasicKetogenicLifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode. Hey guys, before we start episode 71, we are so excited to be partnering with KetoCon, the science and stories of keto this summer, July 8 to 10 in Austin, Texas. KetoCon is an annual health and wellness event held at the Palmer Event Center in Austin, Texas. It is the largest event in the U.S. focused solely on the science and stories of living a ketogenic diet and lifestyle. With more than 50 plus speakers who are a combination of medical professionals, researchers, bloggers, technology developers, fitness experts, and everyday people like you and I who have used the ketogenic diet and lifestyle to improve their health. With more than 200 vendors, including thoroughly vetted food product manufacturers, technology and software providers, wearable devices, supplements, and so much more. Learn more about KetoCon at www.keto.org or email for more information at help at ketocon.org. And for discounted tickets, go to ketocon.org and click on the Get Tickets button. Use the discount code Ketones and Coffee at checkout and receive an extra 10% discount on a three-day full conference passes. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, this is Lawrence, and welcome back to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in. I know everyone here that's listening are here because you want to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle through the ketogenic diet, and every single week I share being in guests that not only has knowledge, but these individuals has also been through the same trials that we all have been through when it comes down to our search for a better health. We get together in hopes to assist you on your own journey. I'm so excited for this, guys. Our guest today is is an international chef, a speaker, and a weight loss coach. With more than 21 years of experience in the health and wellness industry, she specializes in helping people through health, wellness, and exercise to make this world a better place. Love that. Her mission is to teach women about natural health and wellness and how to live a healthier and happier life. I'm so excited for this. I'm here with Tina McDermott. Tina, welcome to the show. Lorenz, thank you so much for having me here. And thank you for that introduction. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm so excited to have you on today because I think that your mission that started from your own health struggles is the key to personal journeys and mission, your mission to help others do the same. We'll get into your mission in a second, helping people lose weight the natural way, Uh, healing through food, fitness, and supplements. I'm excited to dig in deeper into those topics. But before that, I want to know more about you and the listeners to uh, learn more about you because from, from researching about you, you had also struggled with your own health issues. And I don't believe we have control over everything, but you definitely used this to your advantage to find what you love to do. Now your mission, obviously helping people 
find their own health. But from what I understand, struggled most of your life with different types of digestive issues. Started oh, yeah. at a very, very young age. At a, turn, at a tender age, obviously found that food is key to your health. But what was your relationship with food before? And what has led you to creating this lifestyle for yourself? Oh, boy, Lorenzo, what a long story. You just brought me back to <laughs> when I was a child. I refused to eat. I would tell you that I was anorexic. And uh, I would tell you that, yeah, it was not just control over my parents, but it was also I instinctively knew certain foods didn't make me feel good because children are so instinctive. Mm -hmm. So when I look back on my life, I'm like, wow, I really knew that those foods weren't good for me. But it was probably also a control issue. You know how children are at the um, I always had gas and 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 bloating and i was always digestively uncomfortable as a child as a teenager through my 20s and it's really sad but my sisters had a little nickname for me and it's in italian it's called puzza which means stinky i'm embarrassed mm. to say that but I, it was an embarrassing life i had gas and bloating all the time it was terrible so at the age of 12, I went to, I, we always went back to Italy. Well, my parents were born and raised, but the age of 12, I didn't go with my parents. I went with my grandma. It was just her and I, and I was no longer anorexic. I gained 20 pounds that year. <laughs> so I went from like 80 pounds to a hundred. And uh, anyhow, through even my teenage years, uh, I suffered from the, still the gas and the bloating because I didn't know, I didn't realize at that point that it was food that led to those uncomfortable mm. for me being uncomfortable i was just eating what you know my family eats what we're taught to eat you know that's the italian style pasta of course lots of vegetables but lots of refined carbs as well yeah so that was uh that's a, a big part of my journey as uh, that um that part and then when i was 19 my older sister Anna, at 23, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And she lived for 24 years before she finally made her transition. And at 19 years old, I said, hmm, let's see. My sister has breast cancer. I don't want to get breast cancer. So I started my journey into self-healing without even knowing that I was starting a journey into self-healing. I, I just read every book I could on nutrition. I was an exercise enthusiast my whole life. And, and I, I went vegetarian at that time. Mm. I was a vegetarian for 10 years. And, and I'm not saying that to go vegetarian is the right or the wrong way. I'm not, I don't believe in any one way, quite honestly, uh, mm. of, of eating because it's different for each individual person. And you know, I didn't want to get breast cancer. So I didn't want to be sick. And I'm like, Oh, all, and I started reading all of these things. I'm like, Oh, it's not normal to be gassy and bloated. It's not, not everybody is like this. So I learned, I learned more. So that's the beginning of my story. And I can keep going Lorenz if you want, cause I've got another big piece of it. <laughs> no, I, it looks like you've that, that moment where your sister was diagnosed with cancer that moment was a moment of realization for you it, it looks like you had to look in yourself in the mirror okay what can i do better uh for myself so i so i feel a lot better 
And so yeah. at that age, 24 years old, that is, you're still very young at that point, but your maturity level compared to other kids at that at the same age is, because at that age, I, I, I wasn't thinking of, you know, nutrition that much, right? Um, I wasn't yeah. thinking, until I, I was in my 30s, right? Um, it, it was, it, it's, it's so incredible because we sometimes wait for an event or mm-hmm. or a our own health struggles to fail us until we decide to become more proactive with our health and so it's it's just something you you made something uh you made that event work for you you made you made something that happened in your life become something that pushes you into finally making changes within your lifestyle. So I'm just curious, what what was your first steps into um, finding your health back into nutrition? My first steps, I read a particular book and gosh darn, I cannot remember the name of the book, but it was on vegetarianism. Mm It'll, it'll hopefully come to me in a moment. So my first step was reading books mm. and then uh, going vegetarian. I went vegetarian, but I'm not going to tell you I was a very healthy vegetarian. I was still gassy and bloating mm. for all throughout my 20s. And as an athlete, you know, I don't know. I, I just I, I was not the healthiest. Let me put it that way. And when I didn't feel good, I would go to eat fish. I'm just saying I would mm. go to eat fish. And I'm like, oh, I feel so much better eating fish. So that was my first step, researching, uh, reading books, and just... Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Tina. Looking back, is it looking back now that you see yourself not being healthy? Or at that time, is it is it living a healthy lifestyle during that time? Hmm. Is that what you thought was healthy at that time? That's what I thought was healthy at the time for mm. my body, although I didn't feel good. Mm. Did that answer the question properly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I'm just thinking for us, for me, before keto, what I thought was healthy was really destroying my body, right? Yes. I, I wasn't fueling myself the right way. Yes. And so I'm thinking you're, yes. you're, you're experiencing the same because the, the conditioning you, you had at that time isn't the right way. People think that there's a blanket statement, blanket diet for everybody, and that that's not that's just not true. Like you Correct. like you said in the beginning, there there's no one size fits all for everybody to take. That we are but we have different biologies in our bodies, yeah. and we have to really uh, figure out what works for us. Um, yeah. yeah, just just really thinking about you know our thought process at that time and how our journey uh begins because without that without that experience you won't be able to get to where you are today and not realizing that that was wrong and now realizing that was wrong you learn from it that's your experience and now you have that wisdom to share to people that yes okay this is the wrong way to do it because (laughs) of i I was experiencing so much um I, i believe you had some digestive issues you said Oh my gosh, gas and bloating, huge digestive issues, constipation. I mean, I can go on. I can go on and on. Lots of issues. And and you you really 
um, pinned that one for me. And thank you. It, 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 it was what I thought was the healthiest thing at the time. And in essence, it was not the healthiest thing at the time for my body because every body is different. Everybody reacts differently to different foods. And come to find out as I'm more mature, I had sensitivities or I, let's call them allergies to a lot of those foods, the grains, the beans, mm. the dairy, all of those things. And uh, yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a third component to all of this. There's a third component to all of my struggles through my life. And, and I know that we don't want to make this uh, podcast today about Lyme. However, in my 30s, I found out that I had chronic Lyme, my early 30s, that I likely had since a teenager. So on top of everything else, all of the digestive issues that I had, I also had this, this disease, this mm -hmm. autoimmune disease and parasites and bacteria from the Lyme that I had to deal with that I was able to clean out of my body mm -hmm. once I figured out the way to do it. Um, you know, going to medical doctors first and then figuring out how to do it holistically through nutrition, through, of course, exercise and the right supplementation is when I got to the healing part of the healing part of the Lyme and getting rid of it completely from my body. There are two components there, too. Like when you said you had, you know, digestive issues from different types of food, how did you figure out the foods that's triggering you? Hey guys, let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle. Did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep? Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non-keto-friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up. Instacart is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock-hard avocados, and they will keep your eggs safe too. And Instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. And you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over $35 by following the link on the show notes below to let Instacart know that I sent you and to help to support the show. Instacart, never step foot in the grocery store again. <laughs> I, I, I learned how to do a heart rate test. Mm. Uh, one of my, my, my friends is a naturopathic doctor and she taught me a test and it's real simple. I'll teach it to you. Anyone can do this. Let's take chick chickpeas. For example, you um, put the chickpeas in front of you, hummus, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. And chickpeas, the pure food is better. And you take your heart rate. You sit there gently and you just take your heart rate for a whole minute. You write down the number. You take the chickpeas, you put them in your mouth and you don't have to swallow them. You can just put them in your mouth, mush them around for a little, for about 30 seconds. Take your heart rate again. If your heart rate is any higher than it was before you put that food in your mouth, it is highly likely your body is reacting to that food in a negative way. Mm. So that's like a little functional test that she taught me. So that's one way. The other way I did it was through elimination, you eliminate everything and then you start putting things back in mm. and you feel which one is making you tired, exhausted, gassy, bloating, uh, exact, mm. uh, and all the rest. It, yeah. It looks like you were, you come to the point where 
enough is enough just because because I, I i see people experience um you know health struggles and still not do anything about it and still yeah. they, they will they will complain they would they would you know uh complain about this and that what what i'm experiencing but they never really associate it with diet because I, i don't think it, i don't know if they're they're afraid to to be told not to eat certain foods or not to live the the lifestyle that they've been living or they're just not open-minded with any other lifestyle it's just it, it's you know T- tina I, i i don't know if you've experienced this with your clients but people when they come across a health struggle they would complain but uh-huh. they would not take any action they're not willing to take the action but why is yep. that I, two things mm-hmm. I, i'm sorry i didn't interrupt interrupt you there but t- uh, two things uh, that i see with this is that it's uh fear mm. fear of not eating what they love to eat there's an, a huge emotional component to that which is one of the things that i help my clients with the, the uh, understanding those emotions so their their fear of not being able to eat what they have to what they what they love to eat they have a fear of not being able to just be lumps on a log and being couch potatoes because they love being couch potatoes they have a fear of exercise and they they also and i see this with the older generations like my my family are off the boat italian is that they put all of the responsibility of their health on the doctor mm. and my philosophy is completely opposite and that's what i did take 100% responsibility for your health and work in conjunction with your practitioners your doctors and all i work with many practitioners to help me with my health to make that happen people aren't open to take i think they're not open some of them some of them i think some of them are just have this fear the fear of the unknown mm. fear of um am i doing this right they need someone to help guide them and that's why there are so many practitioners in this world such as myself and such as many of the other people that you have had on your podcast mm. phenomenal people who are here to support your audience everyone who's listening to get to better health mm. to get to better health and i think they're they're missing the support component lorenz you touched upon a topic that i want to talk about later on which is breaking emotional chains but i want to start it with this i want to talk about yo-yo dieting first because let's get into yo-yo dieting um because we've all probably experienced this at some degree right and it begins with yeah. starting a personal goal right um I- i'm beginning to to describe this cycle um losing the weight however when you have the wrong approach to losing weight that yo-yo tends to happen where we would get into a diet in the back of our minds being on a diet is not fun right because okay? like, yep. we don't we don't associate diet with fun at all yep so yep. our tendency is to be on it for maybe a few months until we get to our goal let's say to look good for summer or maybe you have a vacation coming up malibu whatever so after malibu happens We go back to our <laughs> old eating habits. That's when this cycle starts. How do we finally end that? How do we finally end yo-yo dieting? All right. This is my philosophy. First of all, I don't do any diets. I'm a weight loss coach. I don't do any diets. I call it a 
capital D, capital I, capital E with a small T. Mm. And we don't want to die it. We want to live it. Mm. It's about, yeah, it's we want to live it, not die it. <laughs> Love and it. it's about, yeah, thank you. It's about creating a lifestyle that's fun and easy. It's fun and easy. And it's about shifting one little thing at a time, not jumping all the way into any of those diets that are out there. Now, I love keto. I, I don't get, I just don't get me wrong. I, I just don't like to call anything a diet. I like to call it a lifestyle. And when you approach something in this lifestyle mentality, it's, it shifts something in your brain and your body. And I don't allow people to dive in to any of my programs because, of course, I customize programs for each individual. But everyone starts with the basics of making sure you're drinking water. Mm. And now, how do we not yo-yo diet? Don't do any diets. Don't jump into anything. Get support from someone who knows what they're doing or start following them on YouTube. Follow, follow read books. And then, you know, get, get into some, a lot of practitioners have some free stuff that you can go and listen to and be a part of and don't do a diet, go do a lifestyle and the lifestyle chart starts with the mindset that that is what you want to do a lifestyle. Now there's the second piece I wanted to say to this whole yo-yo dieting, don't do a lifestyle, live it. And the way that I teach my clients to live their lives, the lifestyle is th there's a philosophy, an overarching philosophy of eating the way that mother nature has taught us to eat. And here's my philosophy that encompasses everyone, whether you're vegan, vegetarian, omnivore, herbivore, um, meditarian, I mean, you name it. it, it's everyone. I want to encompass everyone in the world with this and not discount anyone because I, I don't judge, right? I, that's your belief, then that's your belief. It's fine, but eat foods. Here's my philosophy, that walk, swim, uh, that walk, fly, swim, and grow mm. with an emphasis on the grow. Uh, with a huge emphasis on the grow, eat 10 to 12 cups of vegetables a day, because that's where you're going to get, well, may, maybe 10 to 12 might be too exaggerated, but if I say 10 to 12, at least people will get five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and right. And, and then eat foods that, that if you want walk and fly and swim, right. But the grow, oh my gosh, has almost everything that you need in it, except for, of course, the major, um, protein component that you're going to get from the walk, fly, mm -hmm. swim. So, yeah. So that's my philosophy. And I hope that answers your question for you and for all of your listeners. Eat foods the way that mm. mother nature taught us to eat them. The more that man that we have processed our foods, the worse they are for us. Go back to mother nature. Mm. What is better than an, than an apple or, you know, unprocessed foods, unprocessed foods. Now, an apple is really high in sugar, so don't eat the whole thing at once. <laughs> we don't want to go down that road. Yeah. We want to stay in in a, a, a fat-burning zone, right? We want to stay in fat-burning zone, but eat foods the way Mother Nature taught mm, us to eat them. I love that, especially when you said don't die, it, live <laughs> it, is, 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 is the key there. Um, and looking at it as a lifestyle too, like you said, you don't get into any diet get into the lifestyle. Did I get yes. that right? 
Um, you got it. Yeah. And I think the, the also also the another component with uh, looking at lifestyles is staying consistent, being consistent in the lifestyle. Now the culprit. Let's talk about it. Emotional mm. chains, right? Uh, binge eating when we all do- get those days. We were we are all emotionally exhausted sometimes, and last thing in our mind sometimes is to <laughs> stay on you know the lifestyle that we're on because oh. it, it's it's just it just we all get it, and I don't have to explain that. That's that's not the only problem though. The bigger problem is I believe is you know sometimes I don't know if you call it cheat days, but one day can turn into weeks and months, which can balloon into that could be so big to overcome. How do we help people with emotional eating? Where do we start? Oh, that's such a mouthful of a question, Lorenz. <laughs> such a mouthful of a question because yeah, here, here, here's my, okay. We're going to talk about addiction for a mm-hmm. moment. Okay. We're going to talk about addiction. When you are addicted to drugs, alcohol, smoking, coffee, any of those things, there's, it's an actual addiction, right? And you have to sustain from it. You cannot touch any of those things uh, and it, so that you don't relapse, right? Sugars. And sugar is another one of those addictions, right? Sugars. You can relapse very easily. If you go back and have a cigarette, if you go back and start your drugs again, um, and I know a lot of that about addiction. My husband's 35 years clean. I've only been married to him for 19. Yeah, I think it's 19 this month. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Happy yeah, yeah. Long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long time. And, 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 and so when it comes to cheat days, I don't like to call things cheat days. I don't like to call them at all because why would you ever want to cheat yourself? Mm. It's not a cheat day. I don't like that term. I'm 54. I've been this yo-yo dieting for too too long in my life. I I before I started coaching people, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't do yo-yo diets. We don't do any of that. And when you have a cheat day, it can cause you to yo-yo diet. I don't call it a cheat day. I call it, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit of fun today, and I am going to consciously go out tomorrow night. I'm going to a restaurant with some friends, and I am going to have a glass of wine. And I'm going to enjoy that glass of wine thoroughly. I'm going to have one glass. And I know ahead of time that I'm going to have just that. And then the next day, I'm going to make sure that I go back into my lifestyle and my body will understand how to go back to, how to get rid of any inflammation that I caused for myself when I go back into that lifestyle. When I go, the whole thing is a lifestyle, right? I don't like cheat days. If you are just beginning your journey with health and wellness, I call myself a weight loss coach. I don't even like the words weight loss, but it's health and wellness because people come to me for weight loss and I give them health and wellness. The weight loss is a side benefit, okay? When you're starting your journey, you absolutely have to sustain from the things that cause the addiction. Uh, of course, if whatever those substances are, when it comes to food, for the most part, it's sugars and Anything that turns to sugar, which are refined, anything kind, and you know this, most of your listeners know this, any kind of refined foods, including the grains and the beans, because those all turn into sugar. So we sustain from that. And once you ha- establish this lifestyle, 
I work with clients for six months to a year, Lorenz, because it doesn't happen in a month. It doesn't happen in six weeks. It doesn't happen in three months. It happens over time that you need the support. Once you are emotionally stable when it comes to the food, then you can add in a little bit like that glass of wine here or there or that cookie here and there, a healthy cookie, because I teach people how to cook healthy and bake healthy so that they can have some treats every once in a while, but not cheat days. We can have some treats every once in a while once you're emotionally stable. Does that make sense? That makes totally sense. But, uh, you know, I think to overcome i think it has to start with acceptance does it not you're accepting it accepting that you have um maybe a food addiction right you you talked about yeah. addiction um yeah. if you don't if we don't come to that conclusion then if you don't know the problem because some the, the, the I, I love this saying where um the people that needs the most help are the people that doesn't know they have the problem right um so I mean, I think acceptance is the key too. But when you do, uh, when you do start accepting that you do have a problem, then uh, that is the best way to do it. The, the I hope guys are <laughs> taking notes because I am. Um, you know, obviously we, I still, I still get those times where I'm emotional. I'm, I'm vulnerable. I. I reach out for foods that I swarm that I would never have ever again. But the thing that the thing that helps me is recognizing that the next day I I am bouncing back, right? But yeah. you know, I I am human. I am imperfect. But how do we teach people or what is your um philosophy on let's say for example i fell down i i, I did something i i uh went off the rails one day how do we bounce back tina i love what you said is acceptance mm -hmm. and i think that when people reach out for support for their health mm -hmm. or wellness weight loss whatever it might be there's that acceptance piece right there that they have an issue. And as a coach, I help them. One of the first things we do is get them to that place of acceptance mm. so that they know that they have an issue and that they are open to working on it. Otherwise they wouldn't be working with mm. me. That's right. Right. Secondly, I want to say stress happens. We are, we need stress in our lives, but then when stress is um, too high, it's not the stress in itself, but our reaction to the stress. And oftentimes our reaction or overreaction to the stress is eating foods that are we swore we'll never eat. And that's why I said, don't swear you'll never eat them again. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Say like, it's okay. Because look, if I want to have a brownie, personally, I'll make myself brownies. I'm really healthy, super healthy with almond butter and beets and I'll make a wonderful brownie and I'll eat that brownie with such joy and happiness and acceptance of that brownie mm. because I know that everything that's in there I'll even make carrot cake and have it for breakfast okay you're like carrot cake yeah I don't put the raisins in it and the, the, the pineapples anyhow mm. um but you eat it with joy there because the stress that you cause yourself in eating something that is quote unquote bad for you 
is even more harmful emotionally and physically than eating that quote unquote bad food. So I say, you know, have that food if you have to and be, be, be appreciative that you were, that you're eating it, appreciate every bite, be mindful of every sip of whatever it is that you're eating or drinking and turn to, this is what I teach my clients, learn some de-stressing techniques mm. that I teach my clients. One of them, the, my, the, my biggest technique that I teach my clients to help them calm the emotions and help them calm the stress is what I call the peace process. And it's a process that I do with my clients that doesn't go back in time to a moment in time that you felt hurt or whatever. I don't like any of that. Um, therapists have tried to have me go into the past. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go in the past. Just can you just like have me free of this emotion so I can move on with my life? And and finally, about four years ago, five years ago now, um, Christian Michelson, I will always give him credit for this, has um, certified me in the peace process. And it has helped me heal from many of my emotional emotional issues, not just with food, but with money, with um, with relationships, with everything, and that is what I help my clients with as well. Is take them through this beautiful peace process, which is almost like a hypnosis, almost like a meditation, mm. and it helps them be free from that emotion because we like we tend to stuff our emotions under the carpet or we stuff our emotions with food. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing that, we bring those emotions to the surface mm -hmm. and we acknowledge them, we surrender to them, and we send them mm -hmm. love. We send these emotions love, forgiveness, surrender, acceptance. And once we do that, once we acknowledge it, it leaves your body and you're free. <laughs> you're free from yeah. those emotions. Not to say that other emotions aren't going to come up, right? Because we're like rose petals. There's always more to us, right? There's more petals underneath. But that's uh, in, a, in a tiny little nutshell how I help people, mm. along with other uh, de-stressing modalities. Mm. Yeah, I, I love your how you deal with that with your clients and understanding that the body, the mind is... Uh, one whole and we really have to really think of both thing of of both mind and body as one and if we don't if we take care of uh just the diet and we're not taking care of our emotions then um you're 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 bound to um struggle uh, at some point and um i didn't know you were you have mindfulness and some type of meditation distressing um, program and I love that because I am somebody that meditates every day um, nice. before interviews before any stressful um, activities that I do um, it's something that really helped me um, really be aware of my thoughts and you know and that includes it being sometimes you're emotional and being rational with yourself and that and meditation definitely helps that the helps on on that aspect i love what you're doing for your clients thank you people that arrives to that acceptance where they know they have a problem and they 
approach you you know they they want to learn about nutrition um what can you say to people about you know how to get healthy but just don't know how or where to start with their health where do you start your clients in the beginning oh great question lorenz it is so simple it's simple i start every one of my clients drinking water Mm. We are chronically dehydrated, which chronically leads to, 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 which leads to chronic inflammation. I start them simply drinking their water, half their body weight in ounces of water a day that is spring water or highly filtered water. I have them put a little bit of minerals back into that water to help remineralize our bodies. Our bodies are devoid of all of the minerals because our Our soil is depleted. Our vegetables, even if they're organic, are depleted. So I have them put a little bit of minerals in the water and I have them drinking. There's a a, a little formula, you know, you drink away from food. So you start drinking first thing in the morning before you eat anything, 16 to 32 ounces of water. And you have to work up to it, right? You have to work up to it. Some people start off with two ounces in the morning before they have their coffee because they have to have their coffee. And you drink uh, at least 10 minutes before a meal, 30 minutes after a meal. And, you know, so I have them drinking water. That's number one. Mm -hmm. The second thing I have them doing, Lorenz, which is the the most important thing for humans to do, two of the most important things for humans to do, drinking water and walking. Mm. That's it. Walking, 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 walking. Mm. Our bodies are meant to walk. We're meant to be outside in the sunshine, And, you know, this morning I didn't want to go for a walk because it was cloudy. I said, I'm going to wait for the sun to come out. I need some sun on my face. Mm. So I waited until 930 and I went for a walk then so I can enjoy the sun. There's so much rejuvenation that we can get from being outdoors and getting sun on our bodies. Yeah, we get so busy nowadays and we forget to drink and we forget to. um, What are let me ask, what are the common symptoms of being dehydrated? Mm. I'm going to go back. I'm, um, I, I used to guide bicycle trips throughout Italy for, for a long, long time ago. And my clients would come in and they're like, oh, yeah, let, let's go bike. All, all, we would bike anywhere from, what, 40 to 60 miles a day. And then uh, every night they would drink tons of wine. I'm like, you got to hydrate. You know, you got to <laughs> hydrate. Day three into the tour, everybody is sick. Everyone's got headaches. <laughs> and <laughs> they were dehydrated to begin with, right? They were dehydrated to begin with. And my husband's a cyclist and we go on a cruise and within one, but four hours, we haven't even left port. He was, I don't feel good. I said, you're going to get an IV flush. I'm taking you to the sick bay. And they gave him two bags of IV fluid, which is what? It's saline, right? And he felt so much better. So there are many signs of dehydration. Uh, one, headaches. Two, lethargy, dry mouth, um, nausea. Uh, what else? Dry skin. Uh, if you can't, I know that's not visual, but if you just lay your hand flat on the table and pinch the back of your hand with your other fingers, it should pop right back down. If it doesn't, if that that pinch lingers for more than a second, then you have some dehydration issues. So those are some things to take a look at. Oh, constipation is another dehydration issue. Guys, I hope you guys are uh, taking notes. That's a that's a lot, lot of definition there. Um, so, <laughs> so should they get a jug of water? 
so they make sure that because it, it's I, I'm visual. I want to see if I'm really you know doing something right. So having a jug of water for the mm-hmm. day. Um, what what would what would your recommendations be to make sure I'm drinking enough? Okay, so a couple of things. First of all, you drink half of your body weight in ounces a day. So if, for example, you are 150 pounds, you drink 75 ounces of water. If, however, you are outside exercising, sweating, of course, you need more. So you, what I do every single morning, I've got these 32 ounce mason jars. I fill them up with water. I put my minerals in them. And actually I fill up three now just so I can have a little extra and I don't go to sleep until I finished at least two of those jars. Mm. Okay. So that's how I do it. So yeah, get a jug, but don't remember, this is something incredibly important, but don't let this frighten anyone is that don't drink more than you need. Because if you say, okay, great, I'm going to go and I'm going to drink two gallons a day of water, please don't do that because you will dilute all of the minerals in your body and the nutrition, and you'll end up in the hospital with something called hyponatremia. Mm. How do I know this? Because I've got clients who've been in the hospital that long, 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 long time ago when I was just personal training. And uh, yeah, so drink half your body weight in ounces per day, fill up your jug, fill up your pitchers, fill up your jars, whatever you need to do at the beginning of the day and sip your water throughout the day. Okay. I love when clients um, get, I love when we get reaction from clients that are, you know, maybe there we have different types of, you know, thoughts about what healthy is. And I want to ask you, what were any of the reactions that from a client that you remember um, about something that they're doing that they find absolutely um, ridiculous, right? Do you remember any um, scenario that a client was questioning uh, any of your program or um, does it ever happen? Or give us some examples of that. Okay, so I'm not sure if I'm completely understanding the question. What I think you said, have I ever had a client that questioned my program? Is that what I got? Yeah, no, because I, I just want to figure out what type of reactions do you get from clients? Say, for example, we you we you get different clients for all, from all walks of life, from all different types of culture background, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the the common thing with them is they they want to get better, but they are coming to you because they really don't know what they're doing wrong, and so yeah. is there something that uh, um comes to mind uh, a client that find um, so, some of the uh, program some of the your program that uh, are not they they, can, they they find really interesting and and not like for example with keto um, you know obviously fat is something that's really hard to overcome for some clients what is it for you what, how, what have you seen with clients? Um, you know, what I've seen, and, and, and this is just kind of basic, what I've seen is uh, uh, vegans, mm. people who come to me who are vegan, and they're having a really hard time with their health, 
and they're not improving. And I suggest to them to eat salmon. Mm. And when they introduce a little bit of salmon, as, as resistant as they are, they, their health starts to improve. Mm. So that is one and I, and I am not knocking veganism or vegetarianism, mm-hmm. not in the least. What, what I'm saying is that for some body types, they absolutely need a little bit of animal protein. And if they can stomach a little bit of salmon, you know, wild caught salmon, even if it's one ounce a week, their health starts to improve. Mm-hmm. So that's what I can say is, um, uh, one of the bigger things is that I've gotten, I have converted many vegans to eating a little bit of fish to help improve their health. And it has happened. So you talked about clients being successful. What have you found common with clients that become successful in your program? What are, What's the common thing? What's the common theme? Is it mindset? Happiness. Oh, happiness. It's mindset. Mm. It's mindset. It's happiness. It's, um, I, I remember a couple of them. Uh, this one woman, she was eating stress eating. And what we found out is that she was, she was still grieving her deceased mother from two years ago. Mm. And when we come, when we did our peace process and she came to peace with her mom passing, everything else slipped into, into place that her health improved. She started to lose the weight, of course, she just moved forward with her life. She got a new job. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't like the job she was in. She got a new job. She, she found uh, somebody to mentor. And so many things happened from being released from those chains mm-hmm. that were holding her down. I mean, and that's just one example. That's just one example because we've got so much emotions stuck in us that are keeping us mm-hmm. stuck. And when we release them, holy cow, the world is your Mm. oyster. There's so much that you can do and accomplish in your life once you're free Mm. from those emotional chains. I'd like for my uh, listeners to really learn more about you. Is there something that we've missed on this podcast that you want to share with our listeners here? You know, thank you for asking me. And and first of all, I want to say, Lorenz, you have a phenomenal podcast and I'm going to go back and listen to a whole bunch more of your podcasts. You, you do a phenomenal job and I'm so honored to be on your show. Thank you. And, you know, I, this is the message that I want to want the world to really, really hear. We are here on this earth for love and for joy. And if you are feeling anything other than love and joy, do whatever it takes to get you back to love and joy because Mm. that's why we're here. So thank you. I love it, Tina. Where can my listeners find you? You can find me on my website, Mm -hmm. tinamcdermott.com. Awesome. Tina, I had a blast. I have learned so much from you. Um, I am also going to follow you, follow your journey, and I love your mission, helping women you know, figure out their health back. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. And so, Tina, thank you so much once again. And um, I am, uh, I will follow you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Lorenz. And I will follow you too. All right. (laughs) Until next time. Until next time. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes. Take advantage, guys, of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you. And stay tuned for more captivating episodes. And until next time, guys, keep embracing the power of ketones.